Good afternoon and good evening to some. Um, and welcome to the inaugural Black Minds Matter Black Owned Schools Tour. My name is Denisha Merriweather, founder of Black Minds Matter and host of this year's Black Owned Schools Tour. During this year's tour, we have been visiting schools from all across the country, from Wisconsin, Tennessee, District of Columbia, California, Louisiana, Oklahoma, and ending off in the great state of Arizona. The purpose of the Black Minds Matter movement is to raise awareness of the institutional inequalities in the education system that eerily resemble the institutional injustices of our criminal justice system. We seek to liberate Black minds and nourish them with a rich education by any means necessary, our essence and our being deserved life. This year's tour is a manifestation of that hope and vision. We know that there are many African-Americans across the United States that have founded schools and we want to find them, hear their stories and celebrate their vision. Education has always meant black power, black liberty and black justice. And I know that we'll stop at nothing to achieve it. To learn more about Black Minds Matter, you can visit our website at blackmindsmatter.net. And to see all of the founders from our school tour, uh, you can visit blackmindsmatter.net slash events. Thanks so much for joining and let's hop right in. Uh, so thanks so much, Ms. Janelle. We are, I'm very excited to hear about your micro school because micro schools have been, you know, kind of a new fad lately within the education space. It's the new iteration, these micro pods and these learning pods, you know, whatever you want to call them, these small groups of kids getting together to learn um, is kind of a, a reversal going back to the one room schoolhouse and kind of how education was in the beginning. Um, and so first, tell me a little bit about the Black Mothers Forum. Well, first of all, Denisha, thank you so much uh, for allowing me to come on your show and to be a part of this amazing um, opportunity to showcase all the different schools that uh, we as Black people have taken responsibility to start for our babies. Uh, Black Mothers Forum uh, actually came into being in August of 2016 for this very purpose, mm -hmm. to make sure that our Black babies no longer are at the other end of police brutality, um, and that they are no longer being pushed out uh, from their schools. And so we as mothers came together in August 2016 and we all decided, it was 40 mothers that came together and we decided that we needed to uh, start to take responsibility uh, for making sure our children are safe. And so uh, as a result of that conversation, we decided to incorporate, become a nonprofit, and to really get ourselves educated and organized so that we could take a course of action. Uh, and we settled on ending the school to prison pipeline. And mm -hmm. so with that being the case, now our whole focus has been on to no take responsibility uh, for making sure our children. So that's, that's what we had decided. And so we decided we'd start with the school part of the prison pipeline because that's where it begins. That's where our children start to be targeted. They start to be criminalized. They start to be demonized. They start to become a threat. So, so the teacher says, and our children are being bullied um, by other children and teachers. And they're being disproportionately disciplined at a higher rate than anyone else. And oftentimes more punitive uh, and not only punitive, but lengthier 
consequences. Yeah. And so we've decided, no, that's enough. And we've taught, we've been doing Know Your Rights training uh, in conjunction with a organization called Demand to Learn uh, with the ACLU of Arizona. And so yeah. we started those trainings in 2017 uh, with our mothers, and we continue to do those types of trainings once a month uh, with our parents. So after being in the schools for the past four and a half years, fussing with the governing boards, with the principals, with the superintendents, and recognizing that there are so many laws out there that they're trying to put in, in place and policies that continue to um, give people the permission to mistreat our children, we decided as mothers about a year or so ago, uh, you know what, we're gonna have to find another way to make sure our children are safe because our focus is to create safe and supportive learning environments. And so this group home, we started thinking about homeschooling. We started thinking about group homeschooling approach because we recognize we have a lot of single moms and single parent homes and they may not be able to do homeschooling because you yeah. can't afford to do it. Yeah. right because they have to go to work so we're thinking about a group home approach and so uh one of our mothers deborah colbert who is our executive director she stumbled upon prenda in 2019 prenda schools and she started this dialogue and conversation uh with prenda and did not bring it to my attention until 2020 she wanted to test it out on her own grandchildren so she had her own grandchildren kind of do uh, a, assimilation of Prenda, and she really liked it, studied it, and then she brought it to my attention in 2020. Now, it's interesting. COVID hit in 2020. Now, little did we know that COVID was going to hit, and, and we were all going to go into lockdown in March. I found out about Prenda in January of 2020. Started to have conversations and then was able to go through a training myself in May. Now, now we're in COVID, and schools are closed. And the timing was perfect because our children no longer, first of all, we didn't have to worry about them being unsafe. So we thought, cause they were home. So we're like, all right, at least we don't have to worry about the push out because they're home. So we can at least take some time and dig into this new concept. When I went through the training in May, Denisha, I fell in love with this whole model. I said, this is what our children need. Our children need to be in a smaller setting. It's only 10, 10 students per school, K through eight. It's blended. I love that because it, it provides so, such a rich experience for our young people so that they can learn leadership. Our older children now can take on more of a leadership role because they have little people, younger people looking up to them. And then our younger people can watch the older kids model out what it looks like. To, to study what it looks like to be a leader. And so now we're preparing them. And then we as black mothers decided we're gonna take responsibility for our children. So they're gonna learn how to conduct themselves. They're gonna know who they are because identity is key. And so Prenda has given us the autonomy uh, and the freedom to actually include black history, integrate our children's identity throughout the day. Even though they have a set curriculum, which lines up, with Arizona state standards, which lines up with Common Core, and they still have to take the same tests as everyone else standardized. They're still lining up, but now we get to add in that identity piece that our children miss in their current curriculums in public schools and charter schools. We get to add in civic engagement and social justice, and our children get a chance to see themselves uh, in a different light. I mean, I just yeah. had this conversation with them yesterday. Our kids were 
kind of, you know, we're just getting started. January 19th was our launch date. And so we launched Crumb Academy and Nia Academy. Nia Academy means purpose. In African means purpose. And so that particular uh, academy is for our K through second graders. Uh, the Crumb Academy is for our third through eighth graders. Yes, that's a beautiful picture of my baby. And they, uh, they actually are, are in the room next door. So we have two huge rooms, 900 plus square feet so that we can social distance. We have, you know, the whole sanitization thing down, the PPE thing down. And now parents feel safe. Our yeah. children feel safe. Do you know our children want to come to school? Their parents say they get up early. They've never seen their child excited to come to school. And they want, they're up. They're bugging their parent. Hurry up, hurry up. I'm going to be late. I'm going to be late. I don't want to be late. That's now, was it, the, was it the vision of the Black Mothers Forum from the beginning to enter into this delivery of education space? Absolutely, absolutely. And this is, and we've been looking for that. We've been looking for that. Couldn't find it until again, printed this partnership. And now our babies, I feel, they have now been the released to start to be their true authentic selves and truly be empowered, mm -hmm. truly be, become the lifelong learners that we've always known our children to be, but they've always had all these barriers and all of these labels and all these yeah. stigmas placed upon them. But I told them yesterday, Denisha, who they were. I told them that they were black history. I said, we are black history. And they, I said, tell me, we are black history. And they all said it, you know why? And they were like, why are we black history? I said, because you're, the, you're in a school, the first of its kind here mm -hmm. in Arizona. Tell me, you were, you were telling me of this story of a student who's in kindergarten, or I guess he's in first grade now, but he had an experience and was defeated at an mm -hmm. early age in his education journey. And now he's in your micro school and mm -hmm. is flourishing. I thought that was so inspiring. Can you tell us a little bit about that story, that student story? So, so we have a, a student that... Um, <clears throat> He, by five years old, had been pushed out twice, two schools. He's five, two schools. And he's now with us. And he is, he has a lot of energy. He's very smart. He does challenge you. He asks questions. That's what we teach our children to do. Why do I have to do this? But we've had to really work with him because he is such a powerful presence that if he's off, if he's off point, the whole class goes off point with him, right? And so re reminding him who he is, reminding him that he's a leader, reminding him that he's great. And I had to have that conversation with him uh, last week. And I looked him in the eye and I told him, I said, do you know that I see greatness in you? Do you know who you are? Do you know that you're a leader? Do you know that you can be anything you want to be? No one's ever told him that. Mm. And I said, you could even be the president of the United States if you wanted to. And you know what he said to me? He looked me in the eye and he said, you see that too? Mm. Our children know who they are. Yeah. They just need us to know yeah. who they are so that we can cultivate them and guide them. He doesn't want to leave school. Uh, he was having some struggles today. You know, me and his mom were talking. He was having some struggles today. He loves being at school. His mom says she's never seen him. He feels safe. He knows we love him. He knows he has a wraparound community and, and his mother feels safe with yeah. 
him being with us. And so she just told us, she said, if you need anything you need to do to help him stay focused, please do it. You have my permission. I know you love him and he knows you love him. That's huge. And the hugs. I have a, a six-year-old little girl, you know, uh, the virtual arena wasn't good for her. She started crying. This was a few weeks before our school started. She started crying on the online and her mother asked her to get, her mother said, what's going on? Whatever the teacher said hurt her. Mm-hmm. So she got off the call. Well, within hours, I'm telling you within about, I would say two or three hours, the mother got a knock at the door. Guess who was at her door for a first grader? The police, the school had called the police and said that she has interrupted her daughter's learning and that they were trying to arrest the mother. This is a black family. This is a single mom. Her daughter's crying. Who would want your child to stay in a space where she's feeling bad? And they sent the police to the house. And this is what's happening here in Arizona. I don't know what's happening all across the nation, but here in Arizona, attendance is a big deal with this virtual thing because that's how I guess they get funded. And so she was in attendance. Yeah. We got off the call because she'd been upset. And now you're going to arrest her sole source of support, which is her mama. Mm. That that story and even your purpose and part of this, you know, uh, the Black Minds Matter and this Black-owned schools tour is to highlight school founders and to talk about these institutions that are serving kids well and their reasoning behind it. And then with Black Minds Matter broadly talking about the in- institutional um, injustices against Black people and how mm-hmm. the foundation of education was not set up for Black people to succeed. Mm-hmm. And a great compliment is these Black-owned, these Black-owned schools and mm-hmm. how They've just become, I wouldn't say they've started because we've had black owned schools mm-hmm. since the beginning because we weren't able to go to white institutions and white schools. Um, but how how are you how are you hoping to eliminate um the school to prison pipeline for these students? Is education that hook? And if, if it is, can you explain a little bit more? Yeah, I, I, I believe we can interrupt the school to prison pipeline, like disrupt it, dismantle it, end it by putting our schools in place where our children now are in environments where they can actually embrace education and gain the knowledge they need to have the power that they need to be who they've been created to be. Yeah. No longer facing the dangers or the fear of being pushed out because they don't fall in line with the ideal student uh, that was created long before they even came came into being. And so we believe that the micro schools now give us that opportunity to allow our children to see a reflection of themselves in a leadership role. Because here in Arizona, 80% of our uh, teaching staff and administrators are white, white females. And so a lot of our black males, our boys, are being pushed out at a higher rate than anyone else. They're being pushed out eight times higher than their uh, white peers. And so we believe when they see us in leadership, they see someone uh, reflecting them, someone nurturing them, because our children just love to be nurtured. They love to just be affirmed. That gives them the peace and the rest that they need to now settle down 
and absorb the information and the education that we want them to absorb and they'll want it. They, they We want them to want to come and learn. We want them to engage in that. And so we, Prenda has us ask them, what's your future self? What, what will your future self look like? And not only what will your future self look like, but what kind of person will you be? See, in the other institutions, they never ask them that. They always get focused on a career, but they never talk about, well, what kind of person will you be in that career? And we've had our children have that conversation early enough where now they are focused and have a goal of becoming that person that they want to be, whether it be kind, nice, a giver. They all said different things. But I love that we have one who wants to be a dermatologist. She wants to be a, a dermatologist. Guess what? We only have one black dermatologist that I can find here in our in our metro area. That's a shame. And I told her, wow, you're getting ready to go into a profession that is so, we need you. We need you. Well, that just built her up. So now I was like, so what are you going to need? I'm going to need science. I'm going to need math. I'm going to need it. So then, now that's why we got to set these goals. So now we start to put them on a trajectory of success. And now they're no longer trying to get in trouble. They don't have time for that because I have something to do. I have some place to be. I have something to give back to this world and I'm going to do it. And I love that. And that's yeah. how we interrupt all of that. When you uh, think about the future of the Black Mothers Forums micro schools, what's your what's your goal? Well, our goal is to have 58 more of these up, micro schools up uh, by September 2021. Wonderful. And so what we're doing now is um, the word is out that we're doing this work. And so learning guides are huge. These are parents. Uh, these are teachers. Uh, these are community members that want to do this work. And so what I do is I talk to them, let them know what a learning guide is. And some of them, I tell them, I said, it, you do get paid by Prenda to do that. And yeah. so it's not a free thing. It's not a volunteer thing. This is like a paid position for you. And you can run your own micro school. I had a young man just break down in tears on me this week. One of our beautiful black sons who has a heart for education and has a heart for our community. This is what he wants to do. He's been looking for this opportunity. He said, are you serious? They call me Mama Wood. Mama Wood, are you serious? I said, I'm serious. You could help me get my own school. I said, it's 10 students. He said, I would love that. And he just almost broke down in tears. And so I connected him with Prenda, with Treese, and she thought he was just as amazing as I told her he was. And we're gonna get him started. And so everyone is, is, is the, the, uh, the energy is there. The excitement is there and we're going to we're going to put up 58 of them. I'm determined. We're determined. Eight. So that would be a total of 60. 60. That's 600 black students. Yeah. That we can help uh, with by by fall. Mm -hmm. And I'm goal. assuming these would be almost 60 black school leaders. Right. Absolutely. 60 wow. black school, new black school leaders owning their own micro school and Black Mothers Forum being the support for us. So we we sit back and we support. We have team meetings with our learning guides because our um, Black learning guides have different challenges than um, the printed guides, our, you know, our white peers the, from the rural areas in the, in the suburbs. Our, our teachers are going to engage in different traumas. Our children are dealing with some serious issues. 
one learning guide is not enough. We need two mm. per micro school because of the wraparound services right now that our children need. And so that's what we're that's what we're finding. And so we're working with Prenda to work on those structures to be able to put two per room, which means if we do two times 50, that's about over 100 learning guides, people who are going to be a part of this work. That's amazing. And I tend to I explain because everybody's like, what is the micro school again? You know, what is, how is this? And I basically say it, this is bringing homeschooling to be more accessible to the commoner, like you explained, the single parent who's been wanting to homeschool their kid for so long, but they have to go to work and they're not able to, to do it. And the other people in the community might not be able to afford to take that time, but under this model, they're able to get paid to, to be a teacher, to be a guide, you know, we call it something different, but to to be engaged in their kids' education. And um, and that's just, it's just so remarkable. And so when you started to, you know, found, uh, say, hey, we're gonna move into this space and we're gonna do this. How is it now looking at these, looking at the fruits of your labor, basically all the students, you have about 20 students um, in two micro schools. And so, and so how is that seeing them every day and being with them? They are precious. I mean, they're challenging. Now, let me tell you this. I understand what some of our teachers are going through with our babies. Let's just be real. Our children are some work. And <laughs> they've been some work. I'm just telling you, our children are some work. But, and so what we have to do, what I'm realizing is that as black mothers, we got to come around our other black mothers who are single moms that are young moms. They need us older mothers to pour into them. And so I'm doing a whole lot of wraparound with the parents, helping the mothers set up the structure because we got yeah. structure in place for them in, in, during the day. Then they have to have that structure in the evening and on the weekends so that we are all doing the same thing. And the child has that sense of steadiness and stability across the board. Mm-hmm. And so I'm finding that um, we are going to really, my role now is going to really be pouring into the mothers more and helping the parents more to provide those structures for their children so that their children can be set up for success, like going to bed at a certain time, making sure they have breakfast every day. If they don't have access to breakfast, let me know. We'll provide yeah. breakfast. If they need lunch, we got lunches. So those are the things. What do they need? We'll take care of it. The children when they see each other, let me tell you, Denisha, they hug each other. They love one another. I have never seen this before. They're so excited to see each other because one of the little girls told me today um, when I was talking to her, she said, you know why I'm excited to be here, Mr. Now? I said, why? She said, because everybody looks like me. No. I'm no longer just that one sitting in the room. Everybody looks like me. And I like that. And and I'm I'm and then they said and and everybody uh, that loves me, they hug each other. When when somebody leaves, when a parent picks their child up to leave, the kids run out of the different rooms because we have two big rooms. They're, they're two different schools. The little ones, when they see the older ones leave the room with their parent, they run out. Bye, and they hug them around their waist. That is the most precious thing. And the older ones want to take them to the bathroom. When the little ones say, I got to go to the bathroom, they take them, make sure they wash their hands. And the most precious thing, that little girl that you showed with the big smile, my baby, Jalea. Jalea, we taught her how to wash her hands. 
No one's ever taught her how to wash her. that one. No one ever taught her how, how long 20 seconds is to wash her hands. When she is in the bathroom, she's the most, you hear her. We taught her the happy birthday song. So you have to sing happy birthday twice. And then that's 20 seconds. She says, happy birthday to me. 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 I think that is the most precious thing. And then when she finishes singing it the second time, she's done. Now we're ready to wipe our hands and I've done my 20 seconds of doing my part to stay healthy. Oh, that was so cute. Isn't that precious? They are just so precious and um, I, I love them all. They know I love them. And when mom, you know, like yesterday, Miss Janelle had to come down a little bit on them and tell them, look, we started these for you. This is for you. This is for your future. We know who you are. I need you to operate in excellence. I know other people have only required mediocrity from you. I don't require mediocrity. I require excellence. You are excellent and you will operate in excellence. And I asked them to tell me what that meant. And they were like, my very best. Absolutely. Your very best is what we am, I am requiring and I expect from you. And so we, we have really been working with our older ones to really be those role models for our younger ones so that they can aspire to, to be like them. And that is what it's all about. And, and they're family. And I told them, I said, we are family. We are a family and we take care of one another. We make sure one another has everything they need. Am I clear? Yes, we are family. And so if one person is in need, we all are in need. And what can we do to help one another? And so setting that climate and that culture of them taking care of one another, they do it. They take out the trash, our older men, young men. They come into our room with the K through second. Can we take out the trash? They make sure the trash is taken out. Another yeah. one of our older girls come over. Hey, can I sweep the floor so that we can clean up the room? Because it's cleanup time. They help us clean up the little people's room, teaching them how to clean up. That's what this is all yeah. about. You have a great student testimonial. Let's see a. Let's yeah. see this video. Three things I love about Crem Academy Micro School is the teachers. The teachers are so nice and whenever you're struggling, they come and help you. And also, when you don't really wanna learn that day, they'll push you through it and they'll help you and you'll, I promise you, you'll enjoy it. And the students, they are so kind and they'll help you around and show you around and teach you what you've already learned. And the learning is super fun because you can do it of your choice, but there are a few things that you actually do have to do for the school. But overall, it's really fun. Oh, so cute. Oh, that's Morgan. <laughs> Morgan is our first official enrollee into Chrome Academy. So uh, she is amazing. Her mother said that prior to coming to Chrome Academy, she just dreaded going to school. They could not get her up. They couldn't get her to move. She just was, uh, she didn't want to go because she was one of only two black students uh, in her in her class. And so she just really felt like an odd man out. Um, so when she got a chance to come to Crumb Academy, she wanted to get her hair done. They had to get her hair done before her first day. She had her clothes laid out. And then after her first week, they said she was uh, waking her mother up saying, hey, hey, we got to go. And her mom said, well, you got to eat breakfast. Breakfast is already, I'm done. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Yeah. 
And then uh, they were looking for her, her grandmother helps take her. And she said, I was looking for her in the house because normally we have to go run her down to get her in the car. She was already, she's already in the car, ready to go. With seatbelt on, like I'm ready to go. So that, those things warm my heart when I hear that our children are excited to be in school. They're excited to embrace learning. And, and we actually had, during Black History Month, we brought in different uh, people to come speak with them after we found out what their future self was gonna be. And three of our students either wanted to be police officers or firefighters. So we brought in a Black police officer and a Black firefighter uh, last week. That was huge. And that was the picture you showed earlier where they had on their fire hats. Uh, that was with them. And then the police officer forgot their treats that he brought them last week. He forgot them. Do you know he came back yesterday and brought the children what he promised he would bring them? Right. Yeah. Back to them and brought his police car for them to actually go in the police car and experience it. And I told him, I said, I never want to see you in the back of one. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to see you in the back of one. We'll see so you in the back of one. Yeah. Driving. Yeah. Driving, yeah. Um, being driven by it. Yeah. So they um, really enjoyed that. Um, they and, and so I've enlisted different community members to come out. I have a young lady that wants to be an artist. So the president of the West Valley uh, Arts Council is going to come out next week. She's a singer. She's an artist, a performing artist, and she's going to come out and share with the young people what it takes to become a performing artist. And so exposing our children to people in our community, and not, it's not just gonna be Black History Month, it's gonna be every week we are trying to bring in someone yeah. who looks like them to help them understand there's different professions other than professional football and basketball, nothing against it, but there are other things that our children should be exposed to. So we yeah, got everyone the question of, did you know you were, you know, black founded or you were going to be a black founded school from the beginning. And I don't have to ask you that question because that was ingrained into your philosophy, into yeah. the network of why you guys. Well, we didn't know we were going to do this. We didn't know we were going to do this. We thought that we were going to be able to impact the current system and change things around. We didn't realize that we'd be here, right here. Now, uh -huh. here doing this. But we finally came to that conclusion about a year or so. We're like, you know what? System's not listening to us. It's not doing what we need it to do. Yeah. And then when I did my research, I realized that the public school system was never designed for us. Yeah. Designed by white men for white children. And it was not designed for our children. That's the truth. Yeah. And so they integrated our children in there in the 50s. And then right after they integrated our children into the system, the system decided, oh, we need to have punitive discipline. And discipline practices started to emerge shortly after we were integrated. And that's when I started doing my research on it. I said, huh, okay, well, yeah, let's let's make sure we pull our children out of that and make sure we get them in a safe space uh, until we can get these legislate these laws squared away. And that's what we're working on now. So what's so what I really love about you guys, and I know there is uh I'm not jumping the gun, but there's micro schools uh, coming up by organizations um, like here in Florida. And, you know, when you think about organizations and specifically like the NAACP, the Urban League, and these, these organizations who are created to support and empower um, Black autonomy and Black liberties, 
Mm -hmm. uh, and what did what did what do you say in this space? Because you guys are an organization and you right. launch schools, which mm -hmm. is not really common at mm -hmm. all. You know, you have individuals who have really who are passionate, so they either leave the system or they just start a school, but they're not really tied to you know a specific organization. It's not their organization founding schools. Um, what advice would you give to organizations who might want to, you know, kind of branch off into this space? I say do it because if you if you are a black organization or organization that is trying to make a difference in our community, we have to get involved. Uh, time out for talking about it. Time out for uh, telling, you know, jumping up and down for our, with our elected officials about it. We needed to get involved and we had to take responsibility. And it is our responsibility to take control of the things that we can, can take control of. And that is education. It is there for us to do it, to seize it. And so we got to a point where it was the fierce urgency of now. This is the fierce urgency of now. We're losing our children. Yeah. Our children are being traumatized. They are being shot down in the streets by not only each other, but by the police unarmed. They are not, they're walking around these streets mentally ill. They're walking around here drugged up. They're walking around here with, uh, with on the system when they don't have to be. They come from greatness. And so I decided, we decided, the mothers, we were like, you know what? These are our babies. We're the backbone of the black race, the mamas. So it's time for the mothers to take over and do what we need to do. And that's what we did. And any organization that proposes or as a proponent of doing, doing what's best for our community, this is the best thing we can do is to get our people educated and give them knowledge because knowledge is power. And we know that. And so whatever you can do as an organization, use your funding to start to move into education because that's where it's at. If we can get our children out of these other spaces that are not, that are, are harboring ill will towards them, that's our responsibility. And we can't keep talking about it. We got to be about it. And let me tell you, Denisha, it is a lot of work. I'm kind of like the principal. I said, uh, I guess they call me Principal Wood because I'm overseeing, I'll be overseeing all the different micro schools yeah. with the learning guides. And, but yesterday the children heard from me because usually I let the learning guide do what they need to do, but I sensed that they needed to hear from me. They hadn't heard from me really. Um, and so I wanted them to understand the history of the micro school, how we got here, why they're here and what is expected of them. And um, as in, and that is what we're going to be moving, doing, moving forward. And so um, it's a lot of work being in that space. I work with the K through second grade. Let me tell you what I need to pray every day when I go in that space with little people. That is not my anointing nor my Don't call. Don't do our babies like that. You said I love them. I love them. I love them. I love them. They're not bad children. No, no, no. Our babies, our babies need yeah. guidance. They're a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of energy. Our children have a lot of questions, and that's good. And so it's just a matter of channeling that. Plus, our children have been exposed to so many different things that they shouldn't have been exposed to at an early age, right? There's just so much going on in their community. And so knowing that, knowing what they're bringing to the table, uh, and having people in the space that understand that, there's a certain level of patience that has to take place. And a lot of people don't want to do that because they're like, I don't know if I can do it. And I said, I know I'm wore out. I'm wore out when I get home, but I'm so re it's so rewarding. It is worth it. So any organization that wants to do this work, know that it will be 
challenging at times, but it sure will be rewarding. And I just want you to do it. We all, all hands on deck right now because our community needs us. All hands on deck. Yeah, I like what you said about, you know, kind of time out for the the jumping up and down, trying to get the political forces to do what we want them to do or being a talking head. Just do it. Just go out and do the work. And then what about advice to, well, we have a, a question on the screen. How can we find out more about micro schools in uh, my area? So I'm not sure what area you're in, but I know Prenda has a map on their mm-hmm. website where they um, highlight micro schools that they're working in and um, they're delivering uh, resources to across the country. Um, so not just in Arizona, um, but they have a map on their website. Um, and Prenda is spelled P-R. E-N-D-A. Um, and so that's uh, the the company uh, that's delivering the curriculum and the resources to launch and start micro schools. And so, uh, Miss Janelle, what what would you advice would you give to, to parents? Because micro schools are such a new space mm-hmm. and um, they they're, you know, gaining more attention. But for those parents who are like, mm, I know that even private, larger classroom sizes are not really working for my kid. And this small class setting might be um, something that I want to explore. What advice would you give to the parents? Explore it. Because right now, what I always tell people, I said, you know, we keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result. And that's called a level of insanity. If you know that your child is struggling, in these current spaces. And if there's an opportunity to find a black owned micro school where you have people that look like you, that love your children, just like you do, then I would say remove all fear because the fear of the unknown keeps us in bondage. So sometimes when we don't know something, we're like, I don't know. I'm used to the bondage that I'm in with the current system. But I would suggest that you stop that and actually put your child first and go and seek out that safe space for them. These micro schools are a safe space for our children. These are people that care enough to take time out of their busy lives and say, you know what, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be here and be present. And I'm going to have some, some of the micro schools are in people's homes. Most of them are in people's homes. And so that's a home environment. It's, it, it's a more relaxed environment for the student. Um, ours are in, on different, in different, uh, commercial properties, because in our area, many of our uh, families may not have the space in their home to do this. And so that's why we, that's why it's good for organizations to get involved because we have the funding to help pay for rental space, to help with renovations if need be, to help put furniture in place, and then give that learning guide an opportunity to get in there and do what they love, which is to be a part of helping these children uh, learn how to be lifelong learners. So I, I highly encourage parents to really look into this and to go seek it out, see it, go and visit, have your child visit and see how your child feels about it. But mm-hmm. most of the ones that have come to visit, next thing we know, they're enrolling. Yeah. Uh, well, I just can't wait until we're uh, back open um, or when I'm back in Arizona. Uh, yes. to visit. I you in person. Yeah, to come visit your micro schools to see um, and hear the the wonderfulness that's going on in Arizona again. And um, thank you. This has been such a pleasure. Uh, And thanks, guys, for tuning in to Black Minds Matter, uh, the Black-Owned Schools Tour. Uh, This concludes 
Um, I know I'm so sad. I've been having such a blast talking with all of you guys, but this concludes our Black Owned Schools tour. Um, and you can go back and look at all of our school school tours on our website at blackmindsmatter.net slash events or go to our YouTube and Facebook page. Um, my name is Denisha and thanks so much for joining. Thanks so much, Janelle. And I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Appreciate you. Have a good one.